Welcome to another episode of Officeology. Today we will be looking at the second of the three Old Testament exegesis courses, uh, Interpretation of Revelation in the Period of the Monarchy. Now, if you remember in the last episode, I pointed out that we don't uh, we don't follow that those historical movements woodenly, so that in the last uh, class in the Revelation uh, before the monarchy, it's not as though we cover Genesis all the way into the opening chapters of First Samuel. No, we we focus on those books of the Pentateuch. Well, here too as well, we in fact have even a little bit of overlap, and in this class. We begin with a discussion of Hebrew narrative, but also a discussion of the themes that are emphasized in Deuteronomy that then get traced out in the later Old Testament books. And so you can see how there's, there's even some, some overlap between the classes in that way before we even get to the monarchy proper. And when we are looking at the monarchy, uh, we we get to consider a number of historical uh, discussions. Uh, there's there's um, archaeological debates right now trying to minimize the extent of David's uh, kingship, and others even trying to deny the existence of people like David and Solomon, or maybe just refer to them as sort of petty chieftains. And part of what we're trying to do in this class is also look at some of the historiographical details uh, so that we can talk about the archaeology, talk about the history, talk about the ancient Near Eastern cultural setting and how other empires interacted with this small nation uh, in the southern Levant. So that's some of the historical emphases we do. But we also then look at the development of the kingship and those theological themes that help drive the Old Testament toward that picture of the greater anointed one, the greater anointed king, the, the Messiah himself, uh, such that it, it all of these serve as such fitting types of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, something uh, we have also done in this course is we give our introduction to prophetic literature. And this uh, mostly focuses on the prophets before the exile, um, although we do make some reference to uh, broader kinds of features of prophetism in Israel uh, that, that are found even in those exilic and post-exilic prophetical books as well. But that's sort of the content of what we get at uh, in this class, um, Interpretation of Revelation uh, in the Period of the Monarchy. Something that we do very uh, intentionally here at Mid-America Reform Seminary is to keep all of our exegesis um, in service of that main purpose of the seminary to prepare men for gospel ministry in reformed, uh, confessionally reformed and Presbyterian churches. Now, um, that of course does not mean that that uh, people who are not studying for ministry will find no benefit here. No, I think that uh, all of our MTS students who have come through likewise get to know God's Word better. Uh, but we are really trying to make sure that what we're doing in our exegesis classes is in service of helping these students become uh, better ministers of the gospel. And one thing that's um, especially evident in this particular class is that we we have a sermon lab component. 
And so whereas other courses in our exegetical curriculum involve preaching a sermon for one's classmates and and, uh, feedback from the professor, this class actually creates something of a laboratory. And our uh, professor of um, ministerial studies, uh, uh, Dr. Beach, will often come in with Dr. Watkins. In fact, the three of us sort of shared this lab uh, this last time around where we almost walked through from day one picking a passage toward how we build sermons and how we get to that point, how we wrestle with creating a sermon theme, how we delineate a pericope uh, quickly and efficiently with our time. And and that goes to show how we're, we're doing robust biblical scholarship in our course, but it's always with an eye... Well, not simply with an eye to, but but very much in harmony with that purpose to train ministers of the gospel. And so we've been able to do that with our sermon labs as well. And I think that we we f- one one really neat thing I've found about our work here at Mid America Reform Seminary is that we're not pumping out sort of a cookie cutter version of what a preacher is going to look like. Uh, because even among our faculty, we have a range of preaching styles, right? None of us uh, preaches exactly the same way. And part of it's because we come from individual churches that emphasize different things. Uh, we have our own unique personalities. We have our own unique training. And so in that way, one feature of what we're doing here at MidAmerica with our preaching as it relates to our exegesis is helping individual students find their voice and able to preach then to their respective church communities. And part of that is we use a range of confessionally reformed, um, exegetical, uh, biblical, theological, homiletical sources. In fact, if you were to boil it down, we'd say we we want our students to be Christ-centered in their preaching. We want them to be expository in their preaching. We want them to be redemptive historical in their preaching. And we want them to have fitting discipleship, fitting application that is concretely aimed to the people of God uh, in their pilgrimage. And we have a commitment to those principles. And it's neat to see here how many ways preaching styles uh, can still uh, be in service of those details. And that's, I think, really evident in this particular class of our Old Testament curriculum. 